0: Hello, welcome to the Girl I Slept in My Makeup podcast by three sisters who live in three different states who are excited to talk to each other and also to learn and grow alongside of each of you. My name is Megan.
1: I'm Kristen.
0: And I'm Lauren. Hey, sisters. Hey. Hey. excited to be back this week Uh, we have an awesome guest one of my amazing co-workers at favor her name is sloan ivy she is a proud houston native and is a creative host who loves interviewing a variety of people on their passions and perspectives so just like us we love people too (laughs) yes She's the founder and creative director of Conversations with Sloan Ivy, a lifestyle web series, and the co-founder of Excuse My Thickness, a podcast on all things plus size and thick. Sloan has always been confident with speaking her truth and providing a safe space and microphone for others to do the same. When she is not interviewing and hosting events, Sloan is traveling, reading, being a movie buff, and serving in her community which I just feel like I know you from work a little bit, but now that I'm getting to know you even further, I'm like, why are we not best friends? Because all of these things are my favorite things. (laughs) yeah so
2: welcome thank you so much for doing this with us no thank you for having me thank you for having me I love your hey sisters that's so cute <laughs> like hey sisters. well
0: funny story my dad's mom is like one of three sisters and then we also have a brother so we never like, want like to leave him out but you know there's something sisters <laughs> about we yeah. like to talk you yeah know? and yeah. his mom and two sisters they always called each
3: other sisters they're like sisters and so we <laughs> always did
0: that too yeah
3: they're from new orleans and okay. they were just like a different we joke with them and we're like y'all are a different breed but <laughs> yeah oh my gosh, for sure but no so we kind of feel like we're uh, sadly all three are gone now. So we're like, okay, we're going to carry the legacy on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. No, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I'm actually <laughs> one of three sisters as well.
1: Oh, you know, our-
2: yeah. I'm the baby.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, Kristen's the baby. I'm the middle and Lauren's the oldest. Yeah. So, um, I love
3: it. so Sloan, I guess just for our listeners and for us, uh, introduce Megan red. I know a little bit, about you, but tell us a little bit more, just kind of how you got into the passions that you have now and kind of what your focus is most right now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I guess like as a child, you know, like when you're kind of growing up and you show kind of some of your strengths, as a kid, yeah. I talk a lot. I talk a lot. And I get it, honestly. My father talks a lot. My mom talks a lot. Like, we're just talking people. But <laughs> I talk a lot. So, you know, it was like, oh, you're going to be a lawyer. You're going to do this. So, I, you know, that's what I thought for the longest. And then as a young child, my mom watched Oprah every day, every day. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. And you know I loved Oprah, and so um, I like love that she got to do that. I love that she got to have these honest conversations, and like I'm like that's fun. Like she gets mm-hmm. to do it a job interviewing people. So I went to college um, at LSU and majored in broadcast journalism, mass comm there. And I kind of learned it internships and was leaning towards sports reporting. So I'm a big sports buff as well. Um, mm. pretty fanatic. Um, I'm pretty much a LeBron James enthusiast. That's what people probably would <laughs> love it. So I, uh, yeah, I made there and there, and then I was like, I don't want to go interview. Like I didn't want to start small in a small town. I was like, I don't really want yeah. to be anchor or um, MMJ. I was like, I actually just want to be a host. So it was kind of finding that own path and just with technology and the world we're in, YouTube was available. So, and I actually was living in Austin at the time and my church had a lot of equipment for video cameras and microphones. So I just went around, um, especially East Austin, but all of Austin with different people interviewing them. And um, then I branched out into other cities. So that was a lot of fun to fuel my passion because I was working in nonprofit to like pay my bills, but I still wanted to fuel my dreams. And so that's kind of how that all came about. So like, I've always kind of known like, what I've wanted to do and what I've really like loved to do and how I would like to make money. It's just combining both of them (laughs) together. Yeah. So um, we feel, yeah. Yeah. That's how conversation with Sloan Ivy started. And then excuse my thickness. I host with my friend Whitley, Nicole, And we were trying to come up, we knew we wanted to do a podcast together and we were trying to figure out what we wanted to do it on. And she's actually my bonus friend, which is one of our terms we say, excuse my thickness and a bonus friend is (laughs) a friend through a friend. Like she, my very best friend went to college with her and became her friend. She became a bonus friend of mine. So we looked back on our like experiences or just times we had spent together. And we remember that we were always sharing clothes. Like I was always like, you have the cutest clothes and we could share because we were the same size. And my best friend, who is our bonus, you know, our connection, she's um, very like a petite um, woman. So mm-hmm. I just never had that experience where I got to share clothes with friends because they've just always been different sizes. And so we were yeah. like, we should talk about like we should talk about plus size. We should talk about like what connects us. So and that's where excuse my thickness was born. So um, oh, that's you. been a really fun ride. That's really I I did it and started it, or we did it to um, make sure the plus size community had a had a voice and mm-hmm. uh, i really feel like it's helped me so much more with my confidence and with my place in this community so it's it's really been very fulfilling
0: that's really cool with the body positivity movement is that mostly what you guys discuss on your podcast or kind of give us a little summary on just the episodes Do y'all interview people or just kind of chat through yeah, self-love. So
2: we, a lot of self-love. A lot of we we hit a lot of different topics. Um, being plus size, you know, obviously shopping. We do a lot of about clothes and fashion, but also about fitness and wellness and um the cool. confidence and dating and friendships and relationship. There's just all these complex things being a plus size woman, but we do talk a lot about the body positive movement and just in general, just having body positive whatever stage you're in you know whatever level like we always want to we're always going to want to be better and do better but you still have to love yourself at every level yeah yeah
3: that's awesome what do you son what do you feel like if there's any if you could choose one thing like might be the biggest misconception about the plus size do you can you think of anything that
2: maybe people
3: might have the wrong perception of
2: <laughs> yeah i think a lot of times people of what i've seen from you know people comments on instagram and different things on different posts is that people feel the body positive movement it's like promoting being um, obese or being overweight, <laughs> overweight like being body positive means you want to stay in a certain, like, unhealthy size or something. I feel like that's mm-hmm. how out to people. And really, it's about positively loving your body. I am some, I've always been plus size my whole life. I'm 5'10". I'm the shortest in my family. Like, I have a tall, big, oh, wow. big, big tall family. And so my dad mm-hmm. was always like, you're going to be a big and tall girl. Like, since I was a little girl, like, that's life. And, <laughs> uh, but, you know, you don't have to be unhealthy. Like, that was always his thing. My dad's. my parents were really big on health and fitness. And, and we were all athletes growing up. So it was so easy to stay in shape. And then when you get older, it's much harder. <laughs> and so yeah. it's just about loving, like through, through those times of me losing weight, I can always remember me like getting up in the morning to go work out. And I would like say to myself sometimes like, Oh my God, if I was already skinny, like I wouldn't have to do this. I could be sleeping right now. You know, like I would always like yeah. myself about th- different things like that. And then um, as time went on, I kind of learned like, that's pretty terrible. Like I need to love myself like right now and love myself in, in the pursuit of loving myself even more and being healthier, you know?
3: Mm-hmm, yeah. Like ha-
2: hating yourself or putting yourself down in the hopes of making yourself better just really doesn't make any sense. You know, it's like, logic is not logical. So uh, the body positive movement is that. It's about loving yourself at every single stage and size and um, loving all parts of you, like those thighs mm-hmm. that we hate or the the cellulite you know on our butts that we hate or like you know the arms that jiggle yeah. too much. like loving yourself you know and um yeah. and i think that's a big misconception people see the body positive movement and see someone that doesn't fit the quote unquote, you know, stereotype of how a woman should look or what size she should be, and they're like, mm-hmm. "Oh my god, she's confident, she's loving herself." That's promoting obesity, and it's like, no, someone's loving themselves, and you don't know what they're going through health wise or what they're doing to work on themselves, or or if they just lost a hundred pounds and they're maintaining, you don't know what's going on in someone. Yeah, I was else.
3: about to say, like, or where they even came from, like maybe they're celebrating a hundred pounds loss, exactly, you know? Exactly.
2: Exactly. Yeah. So that is a really bis- big misconception.
3: Yeah. That's so good. I love and I that like, so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's such a good point just to love ourselves at every stage. And really, I think it just goes along with the big life lesson of truly just staying in the present and being grateful for where you are now and, and just focusing on today. Because I think when we look in the past or in the future, it just creates way too many opportunities to make us sad or depressed or Mm -hmm. just, you know, wanting something that we don't have today. So I
1: love, I just love that point. I was going to ask, Luna, or do you have any like tips for girls? Like for me personally, that's something I struggle with. Like mm-hmm. I'm, especially after this quarantine, I'm actually like the heaviest I've ever been. And I've been struggling just mentally, like, oh, like uh, this body, like what am I going to do with it? And um, for someone who struggles with that, like what what tips do you have, like to yeah. stay positive and just like love the body that you're in? And, you know, if that yeah. makes sense
2: yes girl it is such a it is such a journey <laughs> it's such a journey like yeah. so I totally get it like even with me feeling like I'm so confident I can speak to this it's still like I quarantine way to snuck up on me and it's still like a uphill battle to be like i am not gonna sink to these negative thoughts I'm not going to talk to myself that way so what I could say i would when you look at yourself in the mirror obviously speak positive affirmations of yourself and like talk to yourself as you would. Your best friend or your sisters, you know, like yeah. speak to yourself. Like if you wouldn't say those things about your sister's bodies or your best friend's bodies, like do not think them and say them about yourself.
3: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: like that's that's my biggest thing that I think brings me back. Of like, would you say this about your best friend's body? Would you say this about your mom's? No, it's rude. Like it's mean. Why would you hurt yourself if you wouldn't hurt someone else? So I think I bring myself there to make sure I'm first not speaking negatively, and then. I try to focus on the things I love about myself. My thighs are so huge, but they're so strong. You know, (laughs) like they're, they're strong. Or um, my arms are, you know, my arms are bigger, but they're stronger. And then I try to focus on the little baby steps of things I can do. Like if I want to lose 50 pounds, let's break that up to, Five pounds and, um, or let's break it up into measurements and not even the scale. Cause we could go on for days about how I feel about the scale. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it not be defined by that number. So measurements is a good place to start. And I just try to do things that makes me feel like, well, I'm doing stuff. Like I walked three miles today, you know, like I, I went out and walked or I, I did this. And so it's like, I'm doing healthy things mm-hmm. to, to help my body and stop instead of just focusing on like oh my God, I should have worked out today. I should have ate that salad. I shouldn't have ate this. I should have, you know, just making a, a positive spin on everything. That's really right. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Love that. Love that one thing that um, <clears throat> we had talked to, interviewed a friend of ours who's actually an eating disorder wow. recovery, uh, recovery coach. And one thing that she said that I had never heard said in this way before was mm-hmm. that, because obviously we're all three, Just like you, all about just loving ourselves more Mm -hmm. every day and getting better every day. But she was, she gave the example. She was like, you know, after having three kids, when I'm sitting in that plank, I have all this loose skin that, you know, when I look down underneath my body, I just see a huge flab of all this loose skin. And she's like, do I like that? No. And she was like, in my opinion, I don't have to love that, but I Mm -hmm. still, that doesn't mean I don't love myself. And for some reason, that really stuck with me. It's like, Yes. Maybe we don't have to love every single dimple or whatever, but we can acknowledge it and still love ourselves, you know, and so I, that really helped me for some reason.
2: Yes. Yes. No, that's great. That's that's really mm-hmm. great. We actually have talked about uh, interviewing um, some mothers on our podcast to talk about your body positive and loving yourself after you've had a, a child, me and my co-host don't have children. So we want to have a panel, but um, yeah. but that, I that I think that is great, great advice. Cause I think that's another misconception is that if I am being very confident about myself and people are like, but don't you want to work on this or don't you want to get your weight down? Like I can do all of that and still love myself and be confident. Like yeah. I can, it's not, it's not something that has to happen. It's not two separate things. I mean, they can happen at the same time, you know?
1: And yeah.
2: um, so I think that's a big, big thing too. But I love that. I love that. Yeah. Cause I mean, really as mothers, I feel as women in general, mm-hmm. but like, it is amazing what our bodies can do. I just, one of my close friends mm-hmm. just had a baby and she's always like, I feel like my body went down to where it was, but it just doesn't look the same. And I'm like, it's yeah. the same. Like you just did a, a, a miracle. Like you just did a magic, yeah. body, you know? So, oh, I know. I
0: After I still remind myself, I'm like, okay, I created two human lives. Like my body Yay. did that. Okay. Yeah. I can- I can be nice to myself.
2: Exactly. Uh It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Oh
0: my gosh. I love it. And then going back to the conversations with Sloan on Mm -hmm. your YouTube channel, what's that all about? Just, I want to send people there too, to subscribe. It looked like you had some really cool conversations, but what's kind of your goal with with that?
2: Yeah. So I started that and I will say I have like stopped doing that as much and I'm about to gear back up on those as well. Oh, cool! But um, I started doing that when I felt like I wanted to, I was like, we have some fascinating people here in East Austin and in Austin in general. So I was like, let's go out and talk to them about different things. So I, I interviewed a um, a guy at UT, that was my first one, I interviewed a, a woman there that had a rare, rare autoimmune disease that was really cool and interesting to talk about. And then I started thinking about my passions. And so um I was I'm I love traveling, y'all. I love it so much. So um that's probably Aww. been my hardest thing during quarantine. It's like, well, we really can't go anywhere.
0: I <laughs> know. Just, like,
2: so hard. But yeah, so I did one on traveling and like traveling on a budget. And oh, cool. um, kind of different things that fueled me. And I definitely did a sports one. Um nice. I did a couple I think I did two sports ones because I Talked about the Super Bowl when it was in Houston. So just um, nice. very random. It's just very like a variety of talking to different people about different things and um, having a conversation with someone. I I am big on everybody feeling seen and feeling heard, and I think that's pretty much the root of all problems that we have. Is that yeah. people want to feel seen and feel heard, and a lot of times you know certain communities do not. So, um, I, I felt totally. like that was my, as my passion, it was my goal to make sure that people are always feeling seen and heard in different spaces and places. And that's really where that, um, the inspiration for that. It's like, go out and have a conversation with someone, you know, talk to people like it's, yeah. so- Yeah, I really, that's what I loved about my YouTube channel. So, yeah.
3: Yeah, that's amazing. I love that you put your passions into and created around it. You know, it's really cool. Where, out of curiosity, where has been your favorite place that you've traveled so far?
2: Oh, man. I'm going (laughs) to have to say Thailand, probably.
3: Really? Yes.
2: I went to Thailand three years ago now. Yeah, three years ago. And it was, I stayed there for 16 days. It was the longest trip I've ever taken. Uh-huh. So it was really crazy. By day nine, I was ready to come home. I was like, uh oh, this is too long. <laughs>
3: and
2: then um oh we uh we actually went I stayed that long because I went to the um to Koh Tao, which is the island of Thailand, to get my um scuba diving certification. And oh, wow. there for four days. So that was probably so amazing. It was like I was I, I was tired of one city in the country. And when I moved to the next one, I was like, great, perfect. You know, it was just, yeah. Tough. So that was great. And that was a really remarkable trip. I love to swim. Scuba diving was so, so much fun. It's so much fun. It was so gorgeous and beautiful. I'm still amazed that I did it out there. I'm just, yeah.
0: Yeah. You're uh, so brave. I'm like so scared of scuba diving.
2: Oh, it's so <laughs> amazing. I, I did it. It's really, it's, it's really actually easier than swimming, like much easier. But I, when I did it, I called my mom afterwards and told her I got my certification. And she was so mad at me. She like, I told you not to do that. I told you not to get that water out there. And I was like, I did it. It's over.
3: <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. What cities were you in in Thailand?
2: So I went to, I flew into Bangkok first and then we went to mm-hmm. Chiang Mai. We went to Phuket and then we came back to Bangkok and then went to Koh Tao.
1: Oh wow! But- so okay. Sloane, this is Kristen. I, my husband and I, like are so January of 2020, we always set our goals and like do our vision boards. Right. And our like overall goal was for this year was to travel because in 2021 we were going to start trying to have our first child. Yeah. Um, so our goal was to like go everywhere, and our big trip was to go to Thailand this year. Um, but then COVID hit, and we can't go. And I'm just like so bummed. So I'm glad to hear you say that. So maybe one day we'll make it happen. <laughs>
2: oh, no, for sure. Please do. I mean, really, it was such an incredible, incredible trip. And even with we went during the time like their president and I don't, I'm probably saying this so wrong. I believe it was the president, but um, <laughs> he, he had died. So they were in a period of mourning. And oh, um, yeah. it was a lot of like black veils over like signs and black, like, you know, people dressed in black, but it was like, you couldn't, as a foreigner, ask about it. Like we, I had a friend that was actually teaching out there and we went to visit her and she was telling us kind of the customs, like, you're not supposed to really ask about the president or what's going on there as a foreigner. It was really interesting. It was interesting to be there during that kind of time period. And so
3: wow. like- what's crazy is we, this is Lauren. So we lived in um, Shanghai, China for four years. Oh, nice. And so we traveled all over Asia Pacific quite a bit, but we were also there during that time in oh, Thailand. Yeah. So that's
0: what? crazy. Y'all could have like passed each other on the right? street.
3: I know, Ser- serendipity, but yeah, that w- it was very, not eerie, but just, it was very unique i agree for sure, for sure. Christy, yeah. i
2: really hope y'all go i really yeah to. i
1: know we were planning to go in october but with everything going on we we're like we just you know yeah. it's hard to especially Commit. go that far
2: you know for so sure.
1: maybe you can wait and me and bobby can go our kids yeah are
2: oh that would be so much fun I was, <laughs> I was feeling like a queen over there i mean because just with the u.s dollar the currency i was like oh i was in nice five-star hotels and i'm like that was <laughs> night back at home you know it's crazy. So, um, oh, awesome. uh, yeah, 2020 has been crazy. We had some plans. Me and my boyfriend went to go to Greece this year, and that was our plan in August. And that that's obviously, so- that's where we
1: went last year. That's so funny. You and, you and Kristen <laughs> so are like on the same wavelength. <laughs> so, Greece is my favorite place that I have traveled so far oh, ever. Shit. So, I highly suggest it.
2: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes. No, we are definitely going. We we actually made a list kind of, we're not married yet, but kind of like you saying with your husband, me and my boyfriend made a list of like three top places we each want to go before we have kids, like without kids, um, before that life. And Greece was my number yeah. one. So he was like, well, let's go yeah. on that. And so, yeah, it was y'all, be so gorgeous. But okay. y'all should like swap itineraries. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah tell you everything we went to.
3: Yeah. For
0: sure. For sure.
3: <laughs> That's
0: awesome. Um I love it. I feel like we could talk about traveling all day and then I know. Um- through this, I learned that you are looking. You're going to start a candle making company, so it's kind of switching gears. But yeah. I was really interested to hear about that because, first of all, I love candles, and then you said they're inspired by movies and books. So I'm like, okay, we could talk about this all day too. Because so I'm like, what are your favorite movies? And <laughs> yeah. tell us about the candles. because okay. we will buy them. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah.
2: So I'll talk about the candles first because I can't even. I don't even know where to start with my favorite movies. Um, so. <laughs> The can- how the candles came about. So me and my mom were talking about doing a business together, and um we're kind of trying to think what's best for both of us. But my mom is very—I wouldn't call her an interior designer, but she, she Jesus has a niche in like for looking at things and making things beautiful. And I'm sure like everyone's mom's home, like her home just smells so good, like all yeah. the time. And I'm always like, how can I, I haven't like. Got to that level of womanhood yet, where I'm just like, <laughs> is as good as hers. So we were thinking about that, and I was like, why? What about candles? What about something like that? So we, um, we both were like, yeah, let's look into it. So we looked into the candles. While I was researching different candle companies and different things, I was saw I came across some candles that were named after Jane Austen and uh, some of her oh, books. Cool. And Pride and Prejudice is one of my favorite books. Um, One of my favorite movies as well. But so I was like, oh, this would be so cool. Like, I'm going to buy this. And then I was thinking, I'm always really big on having um, representations of myself in my home. So I was just like, oh, there's so many Black authors that I love that I would love to have. And I couldn't find Indy. And that's when I was like, this is it we're making candles inspired by Black authors and um, Black 90s movies. That's that's what we started with first. So we're gonna do Black movies and movies in general, but we're starting with Black 90s So we have- That's so cool. Yeah, so our candle company is called Our Kindred Candles. And um, the first candles we're coming out with, we're gonna have like a Maya Angelou candle and a James Baldwin. We're gonna have a candle called The Color Purple for that movie and Waiting to Exhale and Love. I love that movie. Yeah, so we're going to have all of these. So it's been a lot of a lot of fun for me and my mom to spend time together to research and learn how to make a candle first and foremost <laughs> and blend yeah. and all of that and then kind of like talk through like what we love about each candle and like what like fragrance goes best in the description. So um, anything that can make me talk about books or movies more in life just makes me really happy. So I'm so happy about this candle line and I hope everybody likes it. Yeah, so yeah, uh, where can we buy them? Yeah, so you could go to our website, which is our Kindred Candles, and um, that's O U R K I N D R E D Candles, okay, and uh, dot com. So okay, yeah, you could go there. It's gonna. We have an Instagram as well, our Kindred Candles, and we're going to start our Etsy shop as well. So uh, we're really looking Sweet. forward to it. It's a fun mother and daughter adventure uh, together, and we also have a Houston candle because the whole central idea of our Company is about like what home is to us and making home. Um, Making, you know, your home feel like our home and home to me and my mother is obviously my parents are my father's a big reader. I read all the time with him. That's why I love to read. My mom's a big movie buff, like as well. And then um, Houston is where my parents met. It's where they raised me. We moved back from Illinois. So it's just we have a Houston candle and it's like Houston is home, you know, and what it feels like. So, yeah, I can't I can't wait for uh, that. But I'll definitely send you the link, Megan. And so you can share it with Kristen and Lauren.
0: Yes, I will, and we'll share it on a the podcast notes too. Oh, yeah, I appreciate it. Um, I love this, and I just so everybody knows, Sloan's just like a ray of sunshine, and I love everything you're doing. Like comes from you, like your inner self. You can just tell with your passion, and that's what people like are drawn to. So you're just I somebody that people that. flock
2: to. <laughs> I appreciate that, Megan. That's very sweet. Yes.
0: Um <laughs> And then I did want to talk about, I'm so proud of you and Rachel and everybody at favor that's heading up our black at favor ERG. So I'd love to kind of just jump into that a little bit too. And what is the best way to support? our Black friends right now, or if you just, if there's anything you want to say in regards to the Black Lives Matter movement, we'd love to kind of open the floor to that conversation as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. So and like Megan was saying, I am ahead head of our employer resource group, co-leaded with Rachel called Black at Favor at our company. And we have a really good time in our ERG. We like this earlier this year, Black History Month, we did a lot of different things to highlight the Black community and especially the Black employees at Favor. And then um, within the last two months, after George Floyd was murdered and just kind of being quarantined after Ahmad and Breonna Taylor, it was it was just a lot. It kind of everything kind of hit ahead. So yeah, everything hitting ahead around the nation and um, just kind of the response to it. You know, I was really happy that we work at a company that was willing to have these discussions and open to it and putting that at the forefront. I'm really, Mm -hmm. yeah, we're blessed to be there. But so me and Rachel have been doing some programming together, some um, learning labs to make sure like racism and privilege. And we talked about Juneteenth one Friday. And then we, um, the most recent one was allyship, community involvement and making sure that all black lives matter. And so talking about the LGBTQ plus community as well. So um, yes, we've been doing a lot of work. (laughs) <laughs> y'all have.
0: You've been busy, girl. I'm, yeah. we've been I've busy. been learning a lot through the learning labs you guys have been doing, and I'm so grateful. Uh, oh, yeah. so no, I,
2: it's so I'm grateful for everyone's openness because it's not an easy conversation to have. And just so y'all know, the makeup of our company, it's probably over 300 employees now, and there's mm-hmm. 30, 29, 30 black employees. We're um, yeah. so obviously in the minority and a lot of these conversations are geared towards, The majority and what you can do or just addressing um, the things that have happened in our nation that that we have been watered down. And that's where we are today, really. I mean, that's been so it's it's just very kind of in your face, realness, rawness. And that can be a lot. That can be a lot sometimes to take on. So, again, I'm very thankful for everyone that shows up and that listens and that Mm -hmm. will affect change. But um, Mm -hmm, the Black, Black Lives Matter movement, it's crazy. It's just crazy because now I'm thirty years old now, and I feel very like I feel like this was when I felt very grown. I don't know if I'm older than y'all or not, but I no, feel... you're young.
0: Well, you're Kristen's age, okay?
2: <laughs> and I just feel like this is the age where I felt like I am a grown woman. You know, <laughs> like I am very. <laughs> and I remember the Black Lives Matter movement makes me think about Trayvon Martin, and that was 2012, and so I was 22. I, I didn't feel like a grown-up. I kind of still felt like a kid. I felt very close to his age um, still. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was just kind of the feeling I felt then versus the feeling, the empowerment I feel now about doing things, about affecting change and invoking that is is kind of beautiful in the growth there. I'm sad that yeah. um, we still are having hashtags and still kind of having to have this discussion eight years later. Um, yeah. But, you know, progress it can take time. It's slowly, but it, it happens. And so yeah. that's what it's about. But yeah, so, oh goodness, I could go on, but it's just, um, it's been great to really do this work at work yeah, and be able to do it. It, it's really has been like very meaningful for me and Rachel. And we really hope that, you know, we're infecting change internally and externally, you know?
1: Totally. That's yeah. awesome. I feel, like a lot of com- – my company too has um, started uh, conversations like – uh, and we have t- Tuesday meetings every week and we had just like open discussions and it's been super helpful and I hope that like every company starts implementing that just so, you know, people can learn and grow and um, mm-hmm. just – you know, be one. So, yeah, and I
3: think it like, just to make the conversation eventually not be uncomfortable, you know, right. because
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
3: it, it really is because it's just something that, you know, we just didn't really talk about openly. So thank you for what, one, one of my favorite things Sloan that, mm-hmm. um, I've kind of learned throughout all of this so far is I just love how, There was um, a black preacher, actually from Houston, I think, maybe, or maybe San Antonio. But anyway, um, he said, proximity breeds empathy. Mm -hmm. And that just really sticks with me, really in all areas of life with empathy, but especially with this too. And so I 100% believe in that. And so I just thank you for allowing us to, you know, get closer with proximity and yeah. ask, ask you the questions and also listen to what you have to say. And um, and we're just here to learn. And so I guess as for us, you know, is there anything specifically that as a friend, um, like if we, for our Black friends, is there anything specific that we can do besides listen and, and learn?
2: Yeah, I mean, um, listening and learn is definitely the first steps. Yeah. Also say um, it's a it's a clip that of Rihanna accepting an award where she tells people to pull up, like pull up for your friends on these movements and these matters that uh, matter to you. I, I would. Yeah, I would say that's that's the second step is to pull up to come to, you know, to I'm not saying everyone has to protest. I'm not saying everyone has to march out there, but pull up to be a champion and an advocate at 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 your job or out and about when you see something that's happening that you know, that's not right. You know, it's not what you believe mm-hmm. in. Um, obviously share that with your kids. I think you ingrain that with them early. And then I yeah. would say, um, like you said, with the proximity, like expand your circles. And mm-hmm. that, and that's for all of us. I think it's, it naturally happens. You know, people, you, you start to talk to like-minded people, people that look like you as you get older, mm-hmm. that kind of comes your circle. I grew up in the Spring Woodlands area. So um, I was the only black kid most of my life growing up there and until later in life. But now in my life as an adult, I look around and I don't have a a diverse group of friends or diverse group of people around. And I would have never guessed that growing up. You know, that was my life. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. um, Yeah. So I'm saying all of us have work to do. Like, let's keep having the conversations. Let's keep being diverse in our pools. So we Mm -hmm. are, um, we are affecting that change and not just kind of, you know, talking to the same people about it um, that, that, that doesn't help sometimes <laughs>
3: yeah yeah
2: yeah, yeah.
3: great, Love great.
2: That. yeah so that and just looking and i know y'all sit y'all were in nashville and virginia yeah yes so looking in your community of different things you can help with a different organizations if that means like you know volunteering some time or looking into how um Trying to think like your neighborhood, like your neighborhood committees or different things like that, you know, because there's small microaggressions in in places that you could affect change. Even if you're, um, I had a friend telling me her neighborhood website had something, and someone shared like, "Hey, does anyone know this guy? Like, I've never seen him around, and he's walking around our streets, and it happened to be a black man." And mm-hmm. she brought it up and she's not a, um Black woman, but she brought it up. was like, I, I've seen a lot of non-Black men walking around here. We've never posted about it here. You know, like we never asked, you know, these questions. Yeah, This, and not that you meant it any harm, but this could come off like this, you know, like I want to, and calling that out in the moment, but having that conversation, you know, um, mm-hmm. yeah. because a lot of people don't even know the prejudice or um, just the blind spots they have, you know, they're right. ingrained in doing them. So,
3: yeah. Yeah.
2: Love yeah, it's it. almost
0: like subconscious. Yeah. And I was looking up things in my area. I found um like in Frisco, there's a Frisco Black Chamber of Commerce. Yes. And I started looking into like things that they're doing and like the businesses in that to try to support, you know, more black businesses so maybe those are some things I don't have some great answers yet, but those are what I've been kind of researching and then I think really just starting with talking to my own family and mm-hmm. yes. like you were saying, yeah, yeah, yes. those at <laughs> conversations at
2: home. Um, yeah, that's that's. Yeah. Huge. I know a lot of people that are quick to call somebody out on Twitter or in public, but it's like, but they don't want to go home and talk to their grandparents about something or talk to that aunt, and it's like, but it, it has to start there because it means something coming from you compared to meaning for me. You know, when you talk to that person that's close to you, and um, yeah. and you can tell them what well, you know the different, the way of the world, like things have changed, you know, and evolved Mm -hmm. with it. So yeah, I I, I think the shift we're seeing right now is really beautiful and it's something that my parents who are uh, baby boomers, so um, they haven't seen my grandmother has never seen a shift, um, a shift like this that hasn't been the civil rights era or after Jim Crow laws were abolished and everything. But yeah. So I think, I think we're, I think we're experiencing something like big here. I think yeah, love it. So I'm definitely
3: will be reading about it in history books for sure. For
2: sure, yes. Sure.
3: Love it. Awesome.
2: Awesome.
3: Thank you so much for this conversation. You have so much to offer, and I feel like again with all these, a lot of your passions we are also very passionate about. So we could we could talk for days, but we just appreciate you taking the time to spend with us today and to help us learn more and. Yeah. Um, and if you would just recap where our listeners can find you in your different avenues.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, no, yeah, of course. Um, it was a mouthful. So me, Sloan Ivy, <laughs> you can find, uh, conversations with Sloan Ivy on, and YouTube. Conversations with Sloan Ivy, it's spelled just like that. You also can find Excuse My Thickness um, on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. And we have an Instagram account at Excuse My Thickness. Um, You can find me on Instagram at at Sloan Ivy. And um, then you can look for our candles. Look out for our candles coming out this month, next month in July, um, which is just in a couple days, but we're at ourkindredcandles.com. And if you want to look for all of those things in one spot, which I should have said in the beginning, you can go to my <laughs> website, the <thesloaniv.com>.
0: Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah, so that's easier. Time. We'll just yeah. go there.
2: <laughs> yeah, so that that'll be a lot easier. But I thank y'all so, so much for um, taking the time to do this with me and, and inviting me on. I, I think this is so I love sisterhood. And um, like I said, I'm one of three sisters, but we're we're just really spread out in age. So I actually grew up in the house as an only child. Cause they were already gone. Um, but like, so I just love sisterhood. I feel like my best friends are kind of like my sisters that I grew up with, but seeing, seeing sisters in the, in the different language you have for each other, it's, it's a, such an unspoken. It's so beautiful to me. So this is super yeah. cute. Cool.
3: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It's very special. <laughs> yeah, We're lucky. Um, and I yeah. tell my daughters
0: that all the time cause they're, you know, two and four and like fighting right now. And I'm like, I promise you're going to be best friends. Exactly. <laughs> they're, they're like best friends every, you know, other five minutes. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, well, we end every episode, not to put you on the spot and no worries if you don't have one. Um, yeah. but we end every episode with a challenge because we like to challenge ourselves and our listeners. So if there was anything that you had thought of to kind of be our challenge for the week, um, that'd be awesome.
2: Um, okay. Goodness. I have so many, so, so many challenges, but I'm going to say just with quarantine, especially with quarantine and especially for self-care purposes, I'm going to challenge you to love yourself even more this week and to focus on something that you do not love about yourself, about your body, about what you do. Some people don't like their voice, something, whatever it is. to focus on that and to find the beauty in in that and what it does and how it helps you every single day. Like if you don't like your, your thighs, but like, think about how far they make you walk every day and think, think about how helpful they are and different things like that. So to just go above and beyond and loving yourself. And in turn, I think if people are out here loving themselves to the best of their ability, then that pours out and they're loving everybody they come in contact with. As Amen. I'm going to love
0: my, I'm going to love my baby pooch that I still have. Yes.
3: (laughs) girl. Love it. I'm gonna love my baby pooch that isn't really baby pooch; it's just a pooch. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Same.
3: Fun. <laughs> thank you so much. You're awesome, and yes, um, thank you. We appreciate you and listeners. Thank you for coming to hang with us once again, and we will see everybody next week. Have a great week. Thank y'all.
2: Bye. Bye. Bye.